Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 71. I would like you to do me a favour just now. This is just for people on Spotify because I just did it so that I could know how to do it off the top of my head, right? So if you're on Spotify right now, the episode will be down at the bottom. You can tap that. Um, Like go into the Spotify app if you're not in it. The episode might be playing at the bottom. Just go into this episode and then at the top, top right, there will be three dots. Tap that, go to podcast. It will take you to the podcast main page. Once you're on that page, like a third of the way down from the top, you'll see another three dots. Tap those and then you'll see an option to rate show. Now, at the time of recording, I have 20, I think it said 24, 24 five-star reviews. Um, I'm just making a note of that because I want to see how many people review. I don't care what rating you leave. Like, leave a suitable rating. I'm not asking you to leave a five-star rating, especially if you don't think it's a five-star um, podcast. I just want, I would like people to rate it. I've, I am a audio connoisseur. I listen, like, if you went into, if I went into my Audible right now, my total listening time is getting close to a year. I'm sure I'm at something like 11 months at this point. Um, And my problem is I've listened to everything on Audible. Like I've completed Audible. Every every podcast that's on Audible that is fiction or true crime, I've listened to it. Like I keep going back into it. There's nothing new for me to listen to and that's wild. But I discovered Spotify has a lot of... uh, podcasts the only annoying thing is like they're riddled riddled with ads especially the fiction ones because it's people acting right so there's lots of ads um but something they they keep saying is oh don't forget to rate the podcast it helps us reach new people now the only way that people find out about this podcast because i'm just some tiny little insignificant person on spotify is if i tell people that the podcast exists, which I've started doing now. The bottom of my marketing emails, there's a little thing down there. Um, I mention it sometimes on Instagram, but aside from that, like I probably have the same people listening to this all the time. I don't get new listeners, so I'm wondering if we push the ratings up a bit, maybe I'll slide on to some board, maybe like some top 1,000 thing. I don't know. Anyway, let's just see what happens. Like 100 odd of you listen to this. If you all go and... Um, a hundred odd people listen to each episode at least and then if you all go in and tap it I don't know, maybe it'll do something anyway, let's come with what we're going to talk about today um, inside the Monroe Method things are broken up into a course and I, 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 I don't want to talk about this a lot but I t- took the old Facebook group which had grown into an absolute beast you can imagine there was five and a half years worth of content there. You can imagine just how much um, information there was, how many articles I'd written, how many videos I'd recorded, how many graphics I made. It was a monster. It had grown to a massive size. And when we moved to our new platform and our community app, it gave me the opportunity and the functionality to do something that I'd always wanted to do, which was create a course, turn the Monroe Method into a course, which is exactly what I did. Turned it into a 14-day bite-sized course. Now, um, I've just ran a trial um, at the in the middle of 
February. So they all kicked off on Monday and they're all working through the course at the same time, right? 50 people all working through the course at the same time and they're all leaving comments, lovely comments on each course module, each course lesson. I, I make it sound like it's some huge thing. It's not. It's like 10 minute video a day, one each day, 10 minute video, optional homework task. It's not some ridiculous in-depth educational thing. It's just to make sure that everybody gets up to speed with what the Monroe Method is at the same time so that by the end of the first two weeks, they are following the process, losing weight, already had a check-in, everything's going great. Um, but yeah, on day two, day one after joining, second day, the first thing we talk about, we're not talking about weight loss, we're not talking about um, calories, we're not talking about macros, we're talking entirely about mindset. Because mindset is the most important thing. If you do not have the right mindset when it comes to losing weight, then you will not lose weight. And if you do manage to lose weight with the wrong mindset, it will not last for very long. And one of the things that I talk about in that lesson is living within your means. Now, we all know what that means in financial terms, right? If you spend more money than you make, you get into debt. If you spend as much money as you make, then you, you, you spend what comes in. And if you spend less than you make, then you've got lots of savings. You can apply that exact same logic to your body. Uh, except we're not making money, we're burning calories. So if you consume more calories than you burn, you will gain weight. You will get into fat debt, body fat debt, I suppose we could call it. If you eat as many calories as you burn, you will maintain your weight. And if you eat less calories than you burn, you will lose weight. Something that, that is coming up quite regularly now, and it's something that so within my within my coaching, right, within the way that I coach, my style changes a lot. The, the core principles never change. The fundamentals never change. But my coaching style changes. So I might go through a period of talking about one specific top topic for about, I don't know, three, four, five months. When, when I bought my, when I finally bought the, you may have seen this in Instagram videos, I had bought like a pound of fat replica and then I bought a five pound of fat replica off Amazon. I went through a period where I was using these on every check-in that I did. I was going picking them up and saying, this is what you've lost. This is a pound of fat or here, you know, you've lost the five pounds of fat. That was part of my coaching style for three or four months. Um, so things, things come and go depending on what my hot topic is at the time. But the fundamentals never change, just the kind of, I mean, and that's a good thing, right? Because if someone's working with me for a long period of time, um, you know, if someone's got £100 to lose and we work together for 18 months, it's going to get pretty boring if I'm saying the same things week in, week out. So it's good that things change and adapt. And I think a lot of that comes from social media as well. Uh, not just social media, but also my clients. So I I can see like the ebbs and flows, like what's hot just now, what's popular. People are talking about the Zoe diet a lot, asking questions about it a lot, um, especially with the money they've pumped into their marketing campaign over Christmas and New Year. Um, I'm seeing a lot less ads now that they've eased back a bit on it. Um, so that's a hot topic for a while. So talking about blood sugar and regulating energy throughout the day will come into my coaching still. But anyway, 
Something that's came up quite a few times in the past week is this idea of living within your means. And here's the way that I get it across in the in the course, in the, the mindset video, where we basically say that you are the weight that you are right now, right? Whoever you are, I don't know who you are, right? But whoever you are listening to this right now, whatever your weight is, it's probably not a weight that you want to be, but it's the weight that you're choosing to be through your mindset, your behaviours, your habits, your actions, your reactions, your lifestyle as a whole. So you are 12 stone and you want to be 9 stone. Fine, that's fine, that's, that's your goal. The problem is, the reason you're 12 stone is because you have a 12 stone lifestyle. So all of your eating habits, all of your drinking habits, your activity habits, your alcohol habits, your snacking habits, the mindset that you have, the diet history that you have, your thoughts and feelings and emotions and everything tied to food, all of these things, and there's lots of other things I've not even touched on, all come together to add up to the big picture that has you consuming at the level you consume at, and this 12 stone, is the way you are supposed to be. Now, this, this can be quite a tough thing to take. Um, do you know, one, once upon a time, when I, when I very first started what was called Monroe Fitness back then, but when I very first started Monroe Nutrition, I had this very naive idea that I was going to be so good at this. I was going to help so many people. They were going to come. They were going to work with me. They were going to stay for six months. They were going to believe and they were going to leave after. And then they would live happily ever after. And that was a very naive way of thinking. Something I've come to realize now. So somebody asked me this question once. Like, if, if your method's so good, why don't you have thousands of testimonials? You know, if you've worked with all these thousands of people, why don't you have thousands of testimonials? And it's because I don't take everyone to the finish line. And here's why. The way that I do things um, can act, it does act as a huge eye-opener for most people. Now, that is both a positive and a negative thing because it can be a huge eye-opener in a positive way, which, like, I shared a post on Instagram just the other day, which was basically me saying, you know how I just said about all the comments people are leaving on the course, I screenshotted something like 20 comments, and I put a picture of me in the middle kind of looking up and towards them, and I put them all behind me, and it's like so many light bulb moments. God, I've never thought about, this is what I hear all the time, I've never thought about it like this before. No one's ever said that to me before. No one's ever pointed this out to me before. Nobody's ever explained it like this before. And that's when it's a positive thing, when it's having a positive impact. And at the other end of the scale, you can open someone's eyes. Do I want to say too much? You can open somebody's eyes too much to the point where you've shown them something about themselves that they didn't want to know. Like people, people love living in ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. They would rather not know things. They would rather not know that they have a disordered eating habit. 
they would rather hold on to the belief that there's something wrong with her metabolism. Like, you know, like I've just said a moment ago, your, your weight is where it is because that's where you've taken it. You know, it didn't get there by itself. Your body fat can't do anything on its own. You've taken it there. You've not done it intentionally. But through all those things that I mentioned that add up to what makes you you, what makes your lifestyle what it is, your weight is just the by, the byproduct of that. Your weight is just a passenger along for the right. It goes wherever you take it. When I was in my 20s, I was a 14 stone version of myself because I drank a lot of beer, ate a lot of takeaways, didn't move very much, worked long hours, had terrible sleeping habits, played too much computer games, um, went out too much at the weekends, had too many days hungover, all, all, I just didn't take very, didn't eat any fruits or vegetables, did not take good care of myself, right? My lifestyle and all of my eating habits, drinking habits, sleeping habits, etc., led to me being a 14 stone version of myself. Now, I didn't want to be a 14 stone version of myself, or at least I didn't think so, but that's still what I chose to be because that's how I was choosing to live at the time. Yes, I could have started exercising. Yes, I could have eaten better. Yes, I could have went to bed earlier. Yes, I could have drank less, but I didn't. Because if I'd wanted to do any of that, I would have done less of it. I did exactly what I wanted to do back then, and my weight was exactly where it was supposed to be until I reached the age of 29 when I decided that I did not want to be uh, an overweight, unhealthy, unfit dad anymore um, as I was just a new dad at the time. And that's where my kind of health turnaround started. In my 30s, I am now, I float between 11 and a half to 12 stone version of myself depending on the time of year and what's going on. Um, and that's not because that's where I want to be. That's got nothing to do with it. I, I don't I maybe step on the scales a few times a year at this point. Um, my weight is where it is because of how I choose to live now, the way that I eat, the way that I balance my diet, the activity that I do, the way I, that I prioritize sleep. So from 20s through to 30s, moving towards... 40. What age am I this year? 39? Can't remember now. What age am I? 38. Yeah, I'll be 39 this year. Um, I have always done exactly what I wanted when I wanted, but the difference is the outcome, the, the value that I now place in my health, and my weight is the byproduct of that, right? So, I know I went on a tangent then, I didn't finish talking about the other things. So, I work with many people who have positive eye-opening experiences, but then there are the people, and there are just as many of them, who have negative eye-opening experiences where, where my open and honest and direct approach, not me, like, the way that I coach, but, like, even just them working through the initial information, working through those things and being told, look, your weight is where it is because you do this, this, and this. People... People like to play victim to their weight. People like to think they are a victim of their weight, but it's the other way around because your weight cannot get to where it is by itself. Your weight is the victim of your eating habits, mindset, etc. All those things. So 
your weight is not something that happens to you. It's something you do to yourself, not intentionally, but it's something that happens as a result of other things, okay? And that's not a negative thing. It's not anything to feel um, embarrassed or ashamed or frustrated about. It's this is how you choose to, how you chose to live during this time. And the way that you were living was way more than your body needed. So your body was forced to get bigger to match your level of intake, okay? And this is where it comes back to. You have a 12 stone lifestyle or whatever your weight is. Um, let, let's say your body needs 2000 calories in a day and you have not given it 2000 calories in a day, you've given it 2500 every day. Your body has had to get bigger and bigger and bigger which, which increases your calorie burn higher and higher because the heavier you are, the more calories you burn because the fat that you carry burns calories, but also life becomes more difficult when you're carrying another 10 kilos around with you, right? Um, I'm just making these numbers up, by the way, just getting to get a point across. So your body has had to increase in size. It's had to come up to meet you where you are consuming, right? So your body only needs 2,000. You want to give it 2,500. Your body has had to get bigger and bigger and bigger to match and to, until your calorie burn has reached a point where it matches how much you want to eat. This is why, I mean, you may have people in your life, I did growing up, who just never seem to change. Their weight, they just look the same all the time. And it's that thing where they have a pretty routine lifestyle you know, they go to the pub on a Friday, they get a Chinese on a Saturday night. They, I, 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 the way that I'm going to say this, it's because of people I worked with in a, another lifetime. But their wives made their lunches every day at work. They made their dinners for them going home. And then Friday night was pub night. Saturday night was Chinese night. And they had this very set routine. And they were overweight, but their weight never changed. It didn't go up. It didn't come down. They just stayed the same all the time. And it's because they are consistently living outside of the means it's not it's not going through boom and bust periods where it's like a period of overeating then crash dieting it's just their body has reached a point where it matches where their eating patterns are where the routine is so this is the thing that i've been talking a lot with people inside the group right where you're, you cannot have, like, everybody wants to lose weight. Everybody wants to be smaller. Most people have a, a goal weight in mind. So let's say you want to be nine stone because you can remember being 25 and you were nine stone and if your clothes fit great, you had a lot of confidence and all the rest of it. So in your head now at whichever age you are now, you think to yourself, I would love to be nine stone again. Fine. That's fine. Um, but you're not nine stone. You are 12 stone. So how are you going to get from 12 stone to 9 stone? Well, option one, you go on a diet. You temporarily follow a set list of rules, which gives you a break from your usual eating habits. So you follow something like Slimming World or Weight Watchers, or maybe you start drinking some shakes or whatever it is, and you get your weight down to 9 stone. Brilliant. But there's a problem because you are not the person who can live in a nine stone body. You are still the same person. Yes, your weight's down to nine stone, but now that you've reached your goal and you're going to stop following that diet, what are you left with? You're left with all your 12 stone habits. So we now have a person 
in a nine stone body with a 12 stone lifestyle. What is going to happen? You are going to go back to eating the same way you did, drinking the same way you did, staying up late, snacking, all the rest of it, everything, all these little things that made up your lifestyle and your nine stone body is now going to increase back to 12 stone. Have you ever noticed that we always seem to go back to the same weight, so, or you always go back to the same weight. You go on a diet, you lose weight, you stop dieting, you go back to where you were before. Why is it you keep getting back to that same place? It's nothing to do with your body remembering what weight you are, or this is where your weight's supposed to be, or this is, uh, this is what's the other term? This is my body's set point, I'm supposed to be 12 stone. It's not that. It's because you're not changing your 12 stone lifestyle. You're not changing these 12 stone habits. So you're temporarily following something to change your weight, but you're going back to being the exact same person that led their weight to that point in the first place. And that's why your body has to increase to get back to that size again. So it's not some, um, it's not some happy weight. It's not your body remembering what weight it was or trying to go back to where it was. It's you taking it back there because you're not addressing the things that matter. So how do we get to nine stone? And more importantly, how do we stay there? So here's something that you can do, right? An exercise you can do is write down all of the things that you think you do that contribute to your weight. So it could be things like, well, I don't exercise. I have a sedentary job. I don't, I'm not, I don't choose to be active outside of my job. Remember, your job is not responsible for your activity level. Your your work hours are just one part of your week. Um, You have your own time after that. And if you don't choose to be active in that time, then that might be one thing that you would add to that list. So yes, I have a sedentary job, but um. I also don't choose to be active when, I, when I'm not working. I drink alcohol three nights a week. I have takeaways a couple of times a week. I eat out frequently. Or I skip breakfast and eat biscuits at 10 a.m. when I'm very hungry. Um, I don't eat balanced meals. I snack and graze all day. I don't eat any fruits or vegetables. I stay up scrolling my phone past midnight. Um, I snooze multiple times in the morning. And the list could go on and on and on, right? And it's it's tricky because you you won't know all the different things. Like you might not think of a lot of things that contribute to your weight. But everything, everything contributes to your weight from the time you go to the bed, to your bed, the time you get up in the morning, the amount of time you give to your phone. All these things are a part of your lifestyle and it's your overall lifestyle. All these little things joining together that contribute to your overall lifestyle and your your weight is the byproduct of your lifestyle. So once you have that big long list of things, right? This is all the things that I do or don't do and this is the weight I currently am, 12 stone, just sticking with those figures. So then it's a case of, right, If I want to get to nine stone, then I am going to have to start making changes to these things. These are the the reasons my weight is where it is. I don't want my weight to be there anymore. So what am I going to do about these things? And then you start working your way 
through the list. Like one of the first things that I would look at would be bedtimes, bedtimes and screen times. Can you imagine how different a place the world would be if you get up at six o'clock in the morning, bright eyed and bushy tailed, ready to tackle the day? because you went to bed at 9pm the night before. So for example, I get up at 5am every day to walk the dogs. Um, Monday to Thursday, sorry, Sunday to Thursday, I will be in my bed at 9pm because I value sleep far too much because I know how much better my days go when I go to my bed and get enough sleep. I'm going to get up at 5am regardless, but the difference between that being a great day or a struggle of a day is the time that I went to bed at the night before. If I go to bed at 11, I'll feel like shit the next day. If I go to bed at 8, 8, 9, I'll feel great the next day. That would be my first protocol, right? You can't have a great day without getting a great sleep. Oh, I should write that down. I mean, that's probably not true, but you get the idea. It's probably perfectly possible to have a great day, but more often than not, great days are going to come off the back of great sleeps, in my opinion. Um, So that would be the first protocol, right? I am going to work on my... Bedtime routine. So what am I going to do? Well, what stops you from going to bed at night? My phone. Okay, stop taking your phone to the bedroom. I don't take my phone in the bedroom. Before I go upstairs, my phone gets dumped on my office desk on charge and I go up to bed and I set an alarm on my Garmin to go off at 4.50 and it just gently vibrates and gets me up in the morning. So like I used to be a bedtime scroller. I would happily scroll to midnight, even later just dragging the day out. And I'm sure many of you listening to this do the exact same thing. Not just that, you will wake up in the morning and it'll be the first thing you do. 30 minutes of fucking, oh, who liked my picture and who liked my comment and who, like, who gives a fuck? Honestly, I cannot wait to delete my Facebook account now that I don't do, I don't operate the Monroe method on Facebook. I only need to let it only need the group to be active for another couple months and I'm deactivating the lot of it. Cannot wait to get rid of it. I regret, this is just me, but I regret the hours that I have wasted caring about likes and comments and all that shit. Um, but that's just me. So, uh, get rid of that. Now, if you get rid of that one thing, what sort of impact does that then have on the next day? Well, if you get up earlier, you can be more organised for work in the morning. Getting out of the door is not a massive stress. You've got time to prepare a lunch, to take food to work with you. That might be something you've never done before. You've got time to have a breakfast. You know, you're not waking up late after hitting the snooze button and having to skip breakfast, then smashing biscuits at 10 o'clock in the morning in the office. You've had time to have a balanced breakfast that will see you through to lunchtime. So as you start to work through each of these little things that contribute to you being the weight that you are, your weight will start to come down. So once you've addressed the sleep thing, the screen time thing, and taking food to work with you, you might now have gone from a 12 stone lifestyle to an 11 and a half stone lifestyle. Now, we address some more things. Alcohol, three nights a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, bottle of wine, half a bottle of wine each night. It's not just the alcohol calories, it's the, well, every time I have wine, I also have a sharing bag of Walker's sensations. So, I don't know, however many calories that is a night. Um, you take that down from three nights a week to one night a week. 
So you, you've now reduced two of those nights every single week. That's a huge impact. Not just that, that's two mornings that you wake up without a fuzzy head and you have a better day and you're more active and everything else that goes with not feeling hungover. Um, that might bring you down to having an 11 stone lifestyle. And then the next one, you go down, I can't remember how many takeaways I said, but let's say your takeaways go down to once per week. And let's say you start writing a meal plan every Apart from that, one takeaway per week, you start cooking your dinner six nights a week. That might take you down to a ten and a half stone lifestyle. So losing weight for life does not come down to the speed at which you would lose weight, whether it's fast or slow, the diet that you follow, the plan that you follow. It's got nothing to do with any of that, unless the plan's what I do. And that's not just me saying that. What I mean is the way I do things addresses everything that we're talking about. That's why I always talk about, you know, what I do is not a diet. It is a lifestyle change because your lifestyle, and this is, you know, the way that I promote the Monroe Method is that I want to help people lose weight for the last time. Anyone can help someone lose weight, right? That people happily pay hundreds of pounds for 12 week programs to lose X amount of weight and what did they do right after it? You know, they've just done this three, four hundred pound thing. I've just worked with a PT for 12 weeks. I lost 10 kilos and within a month it was all back on again. Why? Because you just paid for a, a result. You didn't pay for a long term result. You paid for, I will help you lose 10 kilos in 12 weeks. Awesome. 300 pounds. Thank you. Job done. Aftercare, none. Are you still the same person? Yes, you're just 10 kilos lighter. So you've still got the 12 stone lifestyle. Your weight goes back up again. So yeah, everything that I do, the, the reason that I push the whole lose weight for the last time thing is because that everything that I've spoken about in this episode, this is what I'm trying to help people achieve, helping them identify all the underlying reasons behind why their weight is where it is and then helping them implement the changes. Yes, Losing fat during that time will do that, but my hope is that by the time we've got you to your goal, we've also transformed you into the person who can now live at that goal. That's the difference. That is the difference between weight loss that lasts and weight loss that doesn't. You cannot still be the same person you were in the beginning once you get to the end. If you are, if you are, you know, if you've reached, if you reach nine stone, but you're still the t in your head, you're still the 12 stone version of yourself, then nine stone is not going to last very long. Think of it this way. Like imagine, you know, if, if I, when I was 14 stone, if I took my 14 stone brain out of my head and placed it in the body of another guy who was 11 stone, I would take his body to 14 stone because nothing would change. All that would have happened is I'd be walking around in a body that was lighter than the one I was in before. I would still have been a slob. I would have still have been smashing takeaways, drinking too much, not moving enough, playing too much computer games, all that shit that I was doing, staying up late. I would just now be doing it in someone else's body and I would have done the same thing to them, taking their body to 14 stone. And it's the same for you. If I, <clears throat> if you take the mind, if you take your brain out of your body right now with all your habits, your behaviours, the way that you use food, the way that you think about it, your relationship with food, da -da 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 -da, all that stuff, and put it in the body of a smaller person, that smaller body will increase in size to match 
where you're living, to match your lifestyle. So when it comes when it comes to losing weight, like stop making it about dieting. Stop making it about getting to numbers on scales. Forget all of that shit. Because that having a number goal does not help you achieve a goal. If your goal is just to drop down to a number for a couple of months before going back again, then go for it. But that's not your goal, is it? Like Nobody sets out on a weight loss journey and says, I am going to lose this weight so that I can enjoy being nine stone for a week before I go piling it all back on again. People don't do that. But they also don't, don't come right out and say, I am going to lose weight and this time it's going to stay off because deep down they know it's not. And the thing is, it's not easy. Like, it takes work. And this is why I said, you know, I was very naive back then to think I was going to help everyone because, I mean, I like to think I do help everyone because if if you open someone's eyes, then you're helping them. If you're opening someone someone's eyes to reality, a reality that they've tried to ignore before, and even though they might react to it or not react to it well initially, it plants a seed. Because there's many times where people have come to work with me in like 2018, 2019, they disappeared and they've come back three and four years later and they'll kind of introduce themselves like inside our group and be like, I was here in 2019 or 2018 and it wasn't the right time then. I was just trying to lose some weight and I put it all back on again. But this time I realize now that if I want to change my weight, it's me that needs to change, not my weight. So whoever you are, whatever weight you are, um, if you do want to lose weight, I am sure you do not just want to lose it for a little while. You probably want to lose it and not have to lose it again. And the only, the only way you are going to be able to do that is by first of all addressing all the reasons why you are where you are right now. Because if you follow a diet and you get to whatever weight you want to be, if you still have the same habits, the same thoughts, the same behaviours, the same mindset, the same lifestyle, you you cannot live at nine stone with a 12 stone mindset. In the same way that if you make £2,000 a month and you spend £3,000 a month, you're never going to be able to save money. You're always going to get into debt. You're never going to get out of debt. You know, you need to learn with our body, you need to learn to live within your body's means. Because once you do that, that's when you maintain your weight for life. I think that's enough for today. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, The also the rating thing. Just a reminder again, in case you didn't do it at the start, go find that inside whatever you're in just now and put a rating on, please, and thank you. Um, and again, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've got a good track record at the moment with a whole 24 five-star ratings. Um, but it doesn't matter whatever you're going to rate it, just put a rating on there. I don't think what my rating is matters. I think it's more to do with like quantity of ratings to show that people are listening to it and rating to it. And that might get me on something somewhere that might let more people hear these. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what it does. Right, until next time.